0: Hi, everybody. It's Mike Rogers. Time to enjoy another great interview by Sherry Welsh. Today, we're here with Pam Olson, Vice President of Human Resources for Crystal Flash in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Pam, welcome to The Welsh Wire. Well, thank you. Glad to be here today. Pam, tell us a little bit about Crystal Flash and your history with the company.
1: Well, Crystal Flash is a petroleum distribution company, so we deliver fuel products to residential and commercial customers, and we started as a family-owned business, and we've been in operation for over 80 years now. For the past 20 years, I've been part of Crystal Flash, and it's been a very rewarding Um, an exciting opportunity. And it's really been interesting and great to see the changes in the organization over the years and how we've continuously involved and grown.
0: And you've just gone through a, a fairly recent transition in the organization, too. Tell us about that.
1: We have. Uh,
0: We recently became
1: a 100% employee-owned company. So we are officially an ESOP organization and we've continued through growth and, and acquisitions. So we now have 16 staffed locations and over 280 employees working throughout Michigan, Northern Indiana, and Northwest Ohio.
0: Wonderful. So exciting for all of you and the team there. Yes, it has been. It's been a
1: lot of challenges and and great things on the horizon.
0: The ESOP concept is is probably a little bit foreign to some people. Tell us a little bit more about what that means and what that means for your employee owners, Pam. How does that work?
1: Well, it was a great transition as our family ownership um, saw the opportunity and and wanted to retire and exit from the business. There was not another family member um, that was going to head up the organization. So this was a way to turn the ownership of the company over to the employees through the structure of an employee-owned company. The ESAP is an employee stock ownership plan. So we are all beneficial owners. Um, of Crystal Flash through that process. So it was a great legacy and transition from our ownership company um, being family-owned into now we are employee-owned.
0: Wow, that is terrific. So everyone's got a buy-in. Everyone owns a slice. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd always been very open and transparent
1: about the success and financial status and progress of the organization, but it's really exciting to see how that's transitioned down to the individual level.
0: Right, right. It makes a big difference, I bet, in the way people approach their work when they see themselves and, and recognize themselves as owners. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, in the true success and, and the profit of the organization. Pretty cool. So as part mm-hmm. of this change, um, your your owners exited the company, you moved to an ESOP, but you also brought in a new CEO. And we talked with Tom Olive, your new CEO, uh, a little while ago, and he told us a little bit about your new process that you've rolled out for strategy development over the past year or so. So for our listeners who may have missed that show, that conversation with Tom, tell us a little bit about that um, strategic process you've been working on.
1: Absolutely. Well, as you mentioned, Tom came on board with us right at that transition from family ownership into the employee-owned company. And right away, he recognized the need to help keep the organization focused while we were navigating all these significant changes So he worked very closely with the top leadership team um, to really reconnect and create that cohesion and help us develop some strong strategic plans. One of the things he's been great at is bringing in some models and some templates and formats for us to work with. And one of his models provided very um, cohesive language and structure to the planning process. He ensured that we articulated very clear foundational strategies to keep the core of the company strong, while also looking forward and creating future goals and navigating our continued growth. So all of the specific plans and objectives relate to one of the key foundational strategies.
0: So it all ties together. Correct. He was very clear on our mission
1: and purpose, even to the point where we stated at the beginning of every meeting throughout the organization. And he introduced a balanced scorecard approach. So we stay focused on the company business results, taking care of our customers and developing our team members. So that's an overarching theme as we develop our strategic plans and initiatives. And the resulting strategy really helped provide clarity for the team on our direction, our goals, our purpose. Um, introducing some key performance indicators and metrics really helped us um, develop some cohesion and clarity for the leadership team to then be able to accomplish our objectives and take those throughout the organization.
0: So that sounds like a Awesome plan that you put together. One thing that I think we all know about developing a strategy for a company is that it often starts and stops in the leadership team. It doesn't cascade down, flow down, and really permeate the entire organization with an understanding of how they can help that strategy become a reality. Um, sometimes there's a disconnect, right? From the boardroom down to the shop floor. But you There certainly role, can be. Yeah, yeah. And your role though as the VP of human resources is to ensure that all the crystal flash employees are engaged in achieving all those company goals together and that is not easy.
1: <laughs> no, it's not and we are a, a dispersed organization
0: so that adds some challenges to it as well. Right, 16 uh, locations across what three states. So Yeah. So tell us how you've gone about bringing everyone into the fold, understanding, you know, driving all those ideas and objectives and goals down and helping folks understand the role that they play in those. How does that work?
1: Well, as you mentioned, we really started the strategic planning at the top level of the organization, but at the very beginning, it was with the mindset that we were going to cascade this throughout the throughout the company and get this down to the front line. So it started very broad um, by sharing our strategic plans with the middle management team, um, being very open and transparent about that. And we used a lot of different ways to communicate. So we developed our own in-house video tutorials, really focusing on business acumen. Again, we'd always shared the financial results, but helping folks understand what some of the key performance indicators were, how all of the various aspects of the business worked, from supplies, down, from, from our supply points, all the way through to our day-to-day expenses, And really understanding how all of those moving parts help drive the business and connecting those back to the shared strategy. We started slowly, very high level, started bringing the managers more and more in depth. And ultimately, we introduced what we refer to as our plan on a page concept. So this is truly simply one page document with our mission, our purpose, and our key um, foundational strategies shown at the top. And then we list some specific indicators that we want to monitor. And these were deliberate and intentional so that the operational managers had areas that they understood that they would be able to influence and that would make sense in their day-to-day um, functions and operations. So something very real and tangible for them to wrap their wrap their arms around and and be able to drive results for the organization.
0: Right. So it sounds like you started, you mentioned you developed some video talks and presentations. You really taught them about business acumen and performance indicators, perhaps in a way that they hadn't learned before or known before.
1: Exactly. Um, So much more specific. So for example, Um, Being a distribution company, we have a lot of delivery drivers. In fact, over half of our workforce are the delivery drivers. So things very specific like miles and gallons and things that relate to their day-to-day work were the focus of our, our key performance indicators for customer service. We have a customer service scorecard so we can we can make sure that we're delivering high quality to our customers. So, we had some of these tools in place. Um, we developed some others and we really started pulling it together so people could understand how it all worked and connected to the overall strategy.
0: That's terrific. And then the plan on the page is where really uh, gets down to the nitty-gritty, right? I mean, this is where the operations managers are writing down some of the specifics.
1: Exactly, and we, we started with the managers to get them used to the format and the process, and we actually um, gave them some of the initial three key goals. I mean, there's no more than three on a page, mm-hmm. and we also incorporated then some personal dev- and development areas that they were interested in. So we started working with them um, they would have a monthly conversation with their director. And so they could get used to the process, the conversation, seeing those numbers and information in front of them on a regular basis, and then helping them understand how they can take that to their front line and impact the daily work and give feedback um, and, and create a two-way communication and dialogue with the front line as
0: well. Right. So is there a, a, a scheduled follow-up process regular follow-up process for monitoring how that plan on a page and those objectives and goals are being achieved?
1: Absolutely. Every, it starts again with the leadership team. Every month we're reviewing the progress on our goals and objectives, and some of it is as simple as a red, yellow, green kind of chart, so we can see the progress of that. Right. In fact, uh, this month's educational video is an update on the strategic plan and the progress of our goals that's shared out with all of our team members so they can see that. And then the ongoing dialogue is either through our monthly crew meetings or one-on-one conversations with the manager um, and frontline and then also with the managers and their directors and VPs. Um, so every area its not limited just to operations. Um, so every area has specific goals and, and objectives that we're trying to accomplish and make improvements on.
0: So when did you for, like formalize or start to work with this plan on a page and cascading objectives process? Has it been rolled out yet or are you just in the formative stages still?
1: We are just we've been working with a scorecard thought process for a couple of years and getting folks used to seeing key performance indicators and having those conversations. And then just earlier this year, in two thousand and eighteen, we took that to um, the front line with individual plan on a page development and starting that communication and dialogue, which is pretty much kind of at a group team level at this point. Um, But we're starting to have some of those one-on-one conversations with individuals and and creating that two-way dialogue on how to make improvements.
0: Okay. And when we talk about plan on a page, taking it down to the individual employees, we're talking about frontline folks.
1: Frontline folks, everyone yes. in the organization um, is, is responsible for helping develop their individual plan on a page and reporting on the progress and in, in making those goals. So, so whether
0: I'm driving yep, a truck or I'm working in the warehouse or I'm front desk reception, I've got uh, a plan on a page that I'm working with my manager on for what I need to achieve to help Crystal Flash achieve its strategic goals, Correct.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and we're very careful. You know, this is a new concept for the folks, and yeah. because there are specific measures and things on there, we were very careful to introduce this as a dialogue tool. Mm-hmm. It is not a hammer. We're not going to um, be all over somebody if a if an objective is off target. It's more about understanding why and and what factors influence those results. And how do we become better? So it's about continuous improvement. It's not I'm driver A comparing to driver B because we have different routes or different situations. It's how do I improve my own results?
0: Right. So you've made that very clear to the employees, it sounds like, so that they haven't felt threatened or challenged by this. They Do they recognize it for what it is? Do they understand that? Or were there some challenges in getting them to understand that, Pam?
1: there there were certainly some challenges putting something down in writing and black and white and having concrete goals was was a little new to folks kind of scary um, for we, some i'm sure kind, yep kind of scary for some especially some of our drivers um you know work different shifts they don't always, we don't always see them face to face so getting that communication going um was a, is still a challenge area for us um, but really, again, we tried to kind of spoon feed a couple of metrics that we knew that they absolutely would know how their day-to-day work influences those results. So it was something that they had within their control. Um, the targets and objectives were, were set relatively manageable, right? We we have some stretched efforts in there, but sure. it were things that made sense to them in their day-to-day work. It was just trying to connect that day-to-day work and their results and understanding how it drives the business and the overall company results.
0: Right, right. And it, are the dots getting connected? Are they are your employees understanding that and and responding well at this point?
1: They really are and and again this all connects back to the transition to becoming an employee owned company. So we revamped a lot of other areas as well too. So we upgraded our communication and our education tools. Um, Tom publishes out a monthly update so folks know where, where the progress is actually a weekly update so he knows he states where we're at on our goals and targets and we actually even revamped our bonus program so all of these goals and, and numbers and everything connect to results that they can see.
0: Right. Right. It's got to be a very unique and special transition that you and all of your employees have gone through in becoming an ESOP and sort of operating this way, right? I'm sure that there were light bulbs going off for a whole lot of your team across the country when they, re- or across the, the states, across the company, when they realized, wow, what I do really does make a difference. And if I handle one call in this manner rather than that manner or speak to one customer or miss one delivery time here or there, that has a huge impact in the organization. And for me personally, as an owner in the company, I mean, I can just see light bulbs going off.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And it's been it's been a great experience to hear some of the dialogues in the in the group meetings and how even we've got a great skilled, long tenured group of folks. But even the learnings and seeing it in a bigger picture beyond just themselves has been really exciting as well, too. And we had a a great example of... One of our longtime drivers had watched one of our company videos on a piece of the business and was so excited about it. He's like, can I have my wife go online and watch this as well, too? And it's like, that's the excitement and, and drive that we want to see throughout the organization.
0: You bet. Gotta love that. I, I thought that your idea of having your CEO be in a video that goes out on a regular basis to employees talking about where we're at, what's going on, sort of a little check-in, that's a great tool that that you have developed there because there are some unique challenges having your employees spread across m- multiple locations, several different States. Um, you know, how do you make everyone feel like they're one big happy family part of the crystal flash team? I bet, you know, th- you can feel siloed at times just because you're separated. Mm-hmm. Right. But you yeah, found, absolutely. I think with those videos, an interesting way to kind of keep people connected. Are there other things like that, that you have done to try to, you know, keep everyone feeling like they're all part of One Big Happy Family?
1: We do. We, we've we done the videos. We've um, really worked hard to make those mobile um, so that our drivers, they have the opportunity to see those when it's convenient for them. Right. But it's nice because it presents a consistent message. We also, like I said, there's the weekly update memo that's published out we do have crew meetings where we gather folks together in our plant operations once a month face to face so we can exchange ideas and information and ask questions around those video pieces and other information that's been sent out and even our transport group the may work third shift and so forth we get we make sure that we get them together at least quarterly so there's that dialogue and and part of the key to this is not only putting information out and here's the current score on the KPIs, but also getting their input and and tapping into that wealth of knowledge and expertise that we have among our group.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, you've done a great job of that. Let me ask you, what what do you think the impact will be long-term on Crystal Flash with this new strategy development, this new engagement process? That you've rolled out. What what will this mean to the company long term?
1: Um well we've really been on this process of changing our culture to one where we expect accountability, results, and ownership. We're all beneficial owners, so we all have a stake in this results and, and what we're trying to accomplish. So getting that to the individual level has made it very difficult to be passive and disengaged here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right out. <on>. Yep. <laughs> so we're setting the expectation of um, continuously learning and developing and and hitting our objectives. So short-term, it really helped focus us to all pulling in the same direction and improving our business acumen. Um, Long-term, we hope to, we can, and some of our managers are starting to get an inkling for this, is, you know, how great would it be to expand this plan on a page tool a little bit so that it becomes an ongoing and dynamic kind of real-time performance management tool. Yes. So, we're all frustrated with the traditional periodic performance appraisal systems. Right. So, we're really looking forward and we can see the opportunity here for developing this kind of continuous feedback um, so, so people understand and can clearly know and demonstrate their performance on an ongoing basis. And we really want to transition this so that um it becomes about the individuals driving their contributions and improvements and, and really being um forthcoming about that and, and being able to be transparent about that. One of the other areas is again we've we've got a part of our group and organization again is a longstanding company that that's very well tenured and we know that we're gonna have some future transition with our leadership and In other initiatives. So one of the things that I don't think we necessarily expected going into this, but we've seen as an added benefit, we've really been able to identify folks in the field on the front line that are great individual contributors and to see some of those folks that have potential for future leadership roles. By using this plan on a page tool, the dialogue that that started has brought great opportunities and for managers to see the potential of folks that otherwise they're either working remotely, not as visible or a little bit quieter. So tapping into some of those folks that are not always front and center um, to the leadership team has been a, a great outcome of this as well.
0: Oh, it sounds like it. Yeah. A wonderful um, unintended consequence and benefit to what yep. you've done is identifying through the process some really great leadership potential. That's very, very exciting. I... Wonder what the long term potential is for your talent acquisition and retention process, too? I think I know the answer to that. In asking you that question, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are, pam.
1: for For us, it's really about driving the culture of the organization. Being employee owned is great. It is a retirement vehicle. So that may not always resonate with folks when they're first considering coming on board with us. But what does resonate is the fact that you get to work with a a group of folks that are dedicated to the organization, understand how to make a contribution that your, your work and effort is seen and recognized. Yes. And, and you can have an influence in this organization and you can also reap the benefits of that influence. So that's, that's been the really exciting part of, of where this is all headed.
0: Right. That That's an attractive model. When you talk to a, uh, a recruit for the first time, it's a very attractive model for someone to want to be a part of. And as you say, when they recognize what's in it for them long term, also, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Who couldn't get excited about being a part of an ESOP organization? Is there anything, Pam, that you may have learned along the way in this process? I know it is a, it's a process of continually improving, you're just starting <laughs> down the path. But is there anything that you've learned thus far that you might like to share with listeners who would be rolling out a similar process or might like to try a process like this and their company?
1: I think one of the things um, that that was a challenge for us with the remote locations and remote frontline workers was the communication and the dialogue with the managers, really getting them comfortable with that. We kind of launched it company-wide. I think in hindsight, I I do that a little bit more in phases or roll it out and really give the managers a little bit more practice and and experience in having those little monthly check-ins, which is All they're intended to be is just a few minutes every month with each person. I think it still feels a little daunting or maybe like they're doing a a mini performance review. So getting them comfortable with that dialogue um, and getting their feedback from the group as well. In fact, we're having a meeting later this week with our management team on the process and how it's going and, and what they need um, from us in support to, to help make this um, as robust as we'd really like. So that, that was kind of one of our areas. Where I think maybe we could have approached that a little differently or a little bit more slowly, deliberately to help them. The other things that we have done that I think helped was giving them some of the KPIs up front. So they didn't have to think of things themselves. We knew that everybody was focused on the same Um, same measures, same goals. So that helped ease the process. And I think especially for the frontline, made it a little easier um, for the managers didn't have to come up with this on their their own right out of the gate. So that was one of the things that I think really helped the process get started.
0: Good. Well, you are off to a great start. And I got to believe there are some wonderful things in store for you and the employees at Crystal Flash in this process.
1: Yep, absolutely. And I, I think our biggest learning was that you know, don't be afraid to expect results. The the engagement is coming from having people have personal responsibility. Um, So that's that's been a great
0: opportunity for us. Wonderful. So your advice would be don't be afraid to jump in and try it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is great. Well, Pam, thank you for your time today on The Welsh Wire. We wish you and the team at Crystal Flash much continued success. And we appreciate you being our guest today. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity today. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.